Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness all over the land unto about the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabatini, that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them stood there when they heard that and said, he calls for Elijah. And straightway, one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the rest said, let it be. Let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. We want to look at the fourth cry of Jesus on the cross. That is it duly noted in this 27th chapter of the book of Matthew in verse 46. You may be seated. Thank you. I want to grab hands with those that preceded me on the previous nights who had spoken of what Jesus said on the cross. And it's interesting that oftentimes, especially during this time of the year, we see pictorials of what would look like a man hanging on a cross. And if you allow me just to speak personally, I've never seen a proper artist rendition of Jesus on a cross. I've seen a lot of them, but they don't render him his proper due. We're talking about the God-man. The Bible says that Jesus took on humanity, took on the likeness of human flesh. And I want you to know that it is he the word that made man. And certainly if he made man, when it came down to his own body, it was magnificent. It wasn't a puny, rarely rib cage showing body that most of the time we've been exposed to by some artist's depiction. His body was magnificent. It had to be because even at this point of the fourth saying, Jesus had been spat on, had been beat on, had been had a crown of thorns placed upon his head. And then he was compelled to carry his own cross out on the outskirts of Jerusalem to a hill called Golgotha. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now let me tell you, no puny man could have done that. No rib cage showing uh, malnutritioned looking specimen of a man could have endured what he endured on the cross in our behalf. 
So here he is now hanging on the cross, nailed in one hand, nailed in the other hand. His feet have been spiked, and now they have lifted Jesus up. And all the while, Jesus' concern was beyond himself. It was about everybody else. His first saying was, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. Then he looks down at his mother and says, and to John and says, I want you to take care of mother. He turns and then he looks at the two thieves that are hanging on either side of him, one on the left and one on the right, and one of them recognizing that he is God in the flesh said, would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And he said, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. And I look at him in full control hanging on the cross. But the narrator here in the Gospel Luke, in the Gospel of Matthew says that about the third hour, we're looking at him hanging on the cross and suddenly he does something that he had not done heretofore. The Bible says that he screamed out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabbatani. And that's Aramaic saying, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Well, you'd have to appreciate and understand that when you look at who he is, he's God in the flesh. But before he became flesh, he was the word. And the word was God, and the word is God, and the word was with God. And God the Father, and God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit shared an unbroken, an unbroken fellowship. They never were separated one from the other. But here on the cross, we see him scream out, Father, why have you forsaken me? Would ask us to take a look at what's going on now. What has happened that has changed the tone and tenor of the crucifixion? Well, let's understand the crucifixion was the capital punishment of that time. This was death by Roman hands. The Romans believed in crucifying. And that's what they did to criminals. Are y'all with me? But they hung Jesus on a cross guiltless. They could not find any fault in him. Yet this guiltless man is hanging between two thieves. And suddenly he cries out, not to Rome, but to the Father, why have you forsaken me? Think about it and then realize that God is a holy God. Come on, y'all walk with me now. God is a holy God. I want you to understand that God is so holy that he wouldn't have nothing to do with us. God is so holy, he frowned upon us and had it pinned in the word that, that the wages of sin is death. Because God doesn't fool with sinners. Y'all better write it down. But I'm so glad, I'm so glad that God had a remedy for the penalty of sin. The penalty was death. 
and that God would not fellowship with sinners but enter the matchless Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who said, I'll go down, prepare me a body, I'll go down on behalf of all mankind. And in his body, on that cross, in that third hour, we're looking at him and suddenly he screams out because the sins of the world were being poured on him at that moment. If you want to get technical and really ask the question, when did he pay for our sins? You're looking at it. He's screaming with a loud voice because the father looked down and the sins of the whole world. Justice said, I'm going to pour it down on him. And righteousness says, I demand that somebody pay for it. And so justice poured all the sins, your sin and my sins, on him. And when that occurred, the father turned his back. God won't look on sin. God has no part in sin. And I'm so glad knowing the character of God that I can appreciate fully what my Lord and Savior did for me. If it were not for Jesus, you could lift up holy hands and say, Our Father. If it were not for Jesus, all of us would be on our way to hell. If it were not for Jesus, we'd be locked in our sins, dead in trespasses and sin. Paul said we'd be men most miserable if it were not for Jesus. And I'm glad as he recorded these words, we see what Jesus is doing. He's bearing our sins in his own body. And I love the fact that, that the Bible says that he was made a sin for us who knew no sin. And I'm so glad that Jesus died. And let me have you understand, what he did, nobody else could do. What he did changed the boat of history for all mankind. Because if he had not died on that cross, all of us would be lost. Now, let me have you understand, church people, because some people have an attitude because we preach the gospel Sunday in and Sunday out and Thursday in and Thursday out. And every time you come to church, somebody is talking about Jesus dying and being buried and rose again. Let me have you understand that if that were not true, we'd all be going to hell. And so here it is now. Uh, Matthew is showing us what the Lord did. He screamed with a loud voice, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? He forsook Jesus because of me and because of you. He forsook, he turned his back on his only begotten son because of you and I. Because we were born in sin and shaping in iniquity and had it not been for Jesus, there's no hope that we would have. And so now I can't hear the gospel preached too many times. And I can't hear that song when they say, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? It was nothing. Oh, y'all ain't with me now. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
And I want you to know I can appreciate when I hear the writer said, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master heard my despairing cry and from the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I. I'm looking at what happened on the cross. He died. Oh yeah, he died. What kind of death? A spiritual death. Because he was separated from the Father. Separated from the Spirit. In time, hanging on the cross. Now I'm so glad. I understand the significance. And when I take the bread and I take the cup, I remember that he screamed. When I partake of the communion, I remember that he died for me. When I look at and remember the sacrifice that he made on our behalf, it's no small thing. I'm grateful to God. And every year, it can't get too boring. It can't get out of vogue. It ain't about the Easter bunny. It ain't about the eggs. But it's about Jesus and him dying on Calvary. He died. I know he did. They took him down. Put him in a new tomb. Stayed there three days and three nights. And up. 